One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, cars, cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We're likely to be very distracted today. Outrageously distracted. Not me. Not not by Tony, which not is... Not him. Oh, I'm going to cough. <laughs> oh, dear. Coronavirus! <laughs> oh, sorry, that was just because I ran up and down the stairs. <laughs> That's how unfit I am. <laughs> Currently off camera, and we actually don't want to bring him on camera. No. It's Tony's new dog. I know, yeah. We don't want to bring him on camera because he's being very chilled at the moment. He's playing with one of Twiggy's toys. Twiggy's not here today. No. Which is probably quite a relief because that would have been... A storm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, w- I wish they were because they'd look off, but but unfortunately he can't be yet because he's not fully vaccinated. So he's only nine weeks old yesterday. So He's a German Shepherd. He is. His name is? Uh, Jackson. I have to think about that. Ja- <laughs> <laughs> Probably should remember that one. Uh, yeah. And he, yeah, nine weeks. And I'm almost whispering. So he's yeah. being so well behaved. He's literally sitting just under the camera playing with a toy. Yeah. He may grace the podcast at some point today. Oh, I'm sure he yeah. will. <laughs> He's going to be doing in. a huge crap right in between the two of us. So yes, if uh, if you're listening, we love listeners of this podcast, by the way, head over to youtube.com forward slash behind the glass after you listen to the episode hopefully to see some shots of Jackson because he's frustratingly adorable. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I see you with a big German shepherd. I didn't see you with a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I should come in with, you know, a big leather rope. <laughs> Here's my dog, Jackson. They said, you're like, oh, come on, my little Jackson. And carrying him up and down the stairs yeah. and taking him from peas and poos. He's like literally having another baby, but not quite as bad. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you've, if you've got children and not dogs, people say it's like having a, having a child. It, it's not that bad. Like we said off camera, you've just got to preempt him. So basically, all he's going to do is go to the toilet. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want him to, but but that's the only thing I you don't have want to him do. Either, in no. the <laughs> well, mate, well, he's he's nine weeks old. And he poos like a great dane already. Oh my god, I mean, he's got massive feet. <laughs> massive feet is always a sign of a massive dog. Big, big so dog, yeah. it's going to mean that yes, in the future, we are going to have two dogs as part running of this around, podcast, yeah. running around like absolutely mayhem, probably knocking cables out. Yeah. Doing God knows what, but a, a nice new addition to mm. the Gravelwood firm and behind the glass podcast. So I'll say plenty more footage, I'm sure, and features of Jackson to come. But for now, he's being so well behaved, we're going to move on mm. to not disturb Correct. this great vibe that we have right yeah. now. And also, let's not forget, this is a car podcast, <laughs> even though I feel like we talk about cars less and less each week. <laughs> it's becoming more like it's a lifestyle. <laughs> it is, yeah. And sometimes political as well, <laughs> which I fear today might be. Um, but we're going to try and keep it car focused. Focused. Uh, I just want to say before we get into the cars, uh, a big hello, welcome, and thank you to a couple of new patrons. Oh, good. Uh, Aaron Mayer, uh, Oliver Maycock, Toby Lowe, and Wills Rem. I think Wills, do we already shout you out pre Christmas? I think we did, but you got a, you got a cheeky you second got shout one. out. Yeah. Um, so, some exciting stuff in the plans, I guess, for the patrons. So we can announce, I guess, we, we've got an editor now for the podcast. Well, I'm sure, I mean, your editing skills are very good, mate, but Thank the, you. The, the, the clips that this gentleman provides us ben we can give him a ben. name hello ben <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the guy who come to my work is it is it that is it that no ben? no right, okay else. fine yeah, yeah. right fine 
Um, that was Nick. That was not that was Nick. Okay, was it that fine. Ben? No, because no, he was called Nick. Was Nick. Okay. Um, no, but you're right. Ben has been working on some epic teasers that if you follow me on Instagram, and as we'll repeat weekly now, why don't you if you don't? Um, you would have seen it. And also, Tony's been showing them as well. Some great little teasers from the from the live events last year. They're great. But also sort of, you know, throughout the, the weeks. Um, and this is all with an aim to growing the podcast. You know, the podcasts for me take a huge amount of time to edit because we often record about an hour to bring in imagery and B-roll and cut nice little edits. It takes a long time because you've got to go through that that episode three or four times. And I know a lot of you were saying last week it would have been helpful to have images of the cars we're discussing. So hopefully Ben's going to help do that. Also help grow the channel by creating sort of shorter edits. So would you have seen them by now? You might have seen one or two by now. If not, they're going to be coming soon. So whilst you're going to have the regular episodes on Thursday throughout the, that sort of seven-day period between the regular episodes, there'll be this kind of short clips, highlights, I guess, of us to help grow the channel and maybe remind you of nice, fun moments and things like that. So, so. basically, the clips are going to be me and him arguing. Because basically, basically. Yeah. those are always <laughs> the highlights. <laughs> so good. And then finally, on top of that, uh, he's also going to be going back to patrons and helping to elevate the patron page. So thank you to our new patrons and thank you so much to our existing patrons. We hope that in 2022, we're going to be able to service you. And Ben. Better than ever. And Ben, of course. Thank you for Ben. Who I'm sure at some points will be making an appearance yeah. just like Jackson is doing right now. There we go. Those of you watching can probably just see Jackson's head. Just get his head, yeah. Shot. Yeah, exactly. We'll be all right. Um, anyway, now, I think that there's probably some car news to discuss this week, but I don't really know what it is because I'm slightly foaming at the mouth to get into our main topic for today. Go on. I went up to Amari Supercast for my first video of the year. Everyone seen through glass. You did. And did you buy that challenge today? I didn't buy that challenge today. So I, I did a really? video saying I'm not. I'm still not buying a challenge today. Which I was like, why? And I'm like, oh, I thought I explained it in the video, but apparently not. Um, but yeah, at, at the moment, it doesn't make sense for me in my life to have. The Stradale and the Modena is my two cars. Because, I mean, they're 200 grand Stradales, mate. So, two, that's all the money. That's, that, I don't have that money. And if I did, that would be all my money. Oh, actually, you do have that money. And what do you, you want about? No, you've re- I've just remembered something. You've, you've, I think you've done yourself in. Why? No, you have, mate. Because you had some disposable money disposable come to income. you for that you was going to buy a daily. Remember, yeah, like yeah. you was going to sell the yeah. X3. Yeah. Instead of putting that towards your daily budget, yeah. you should have upgraded and bought the seat. Uh, the no, but then, but then to run no, to then have a Stradale, <laughs> to have the Stradale and the Modena as my only two cars. Sell the Modena. No, that's the whole point. That's what I don't want to do. That's the whole point. Well, you, what you don't want to sell it for a Challenger Stradale? No. Oh, I want both, mate, because oh, they're very different experiences. No, they're not. They are. Firstly, manual versus F1, <laughs> hugely different. So don't even try. You cannot. You, you're poo-hooing your own car your no, own no, dream car I'm you not just poo- went I'm, no I'm saying they're different the point <laughs> how long are we into this Ben's going to have plenty of teaser content to make this week um, it, they're two very different experiences right they okay. just are it's like saying a 458 Italia and a Speciale what oh, make, it's the same car what make are they both Ferrari right what models are they 360 right so they're similar okay they're similar yes, yes. they're similar right but not the same well they, I mean the same and similar in my book is the same I agree that there's no point in having a manual GT4 and a PDK GT4. Why, why is that then? But listen, but maybe there's an argument to have a manual 718 Cayman GTS and a PDK GT4 RS. Yes? Uh, PDK if you love GT4 Cayman. RS. Yeah. If you love the Cayman, yeah. there's an argument in that, right? Mm, don't, don't, because you were about to not, say yes. No, and then you realised you were going to agree really. with me. really. It's just that your, your, your whole goal in life, since yeah. I've known you, is to buy a challenge to Dali. Yeah. All the time you've got that tin top thing downstairs that you've got, that you love, and I appreciate that you love it, you, you have no intention of selling that car. Nope. Ever. Nope. You're never going to buy a Transcendari then. No, I will, because I will. So the the real brutal truth of it... You won't. I will when I don't need to film it. That is the brutal truth. As a business, I can't afford to have that much money tied up in cars and those two cars to be so similar. So when I, as an individual, not as a business, when I, as an individual, can afford both, I would have both. But right now, I can't afford as a, as an individual to own both. That's the problem. So if I'm spending 200 grand on a car, which I might in 2022, watch this space. (laughs) No, I'm not going to because I don't have that money. But anyway, if I was to spend a lot of money on a car, as a business, it wouldn't make sense to have the chance. That's why I'm waiting. That's why I keep saying it's my dream car. I, as Sam, 
want to buy a Stradale and a Moderna and have them as my two garage to open up the shutters. Boom. What a collection. Yeah. Two, three, six. And when you show the people, they go, they're both the same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, then I have to explain the intricacies. And oh my God. <laughs> luckily, Imagine I'm going already married. With you. So luckily, I'm already oh, married. No. Otherwise, that would be over. Anyway, I didn't buy the Stradale. It's not what I wanted You're to talk gonna. about. You're never going to. I will, Tony. You're never going to buy a 2RS. Um, well, I am actually. Okay. No. <laughs> Believe it when I see it. Should you keep buying these three RSs? Oh, I'm going to buy an 812 GTS. Are you? I really like, well, I don't know if That's I'm actually. That's come out of nowhere. That's a bit of a I don't know if I'm actually going to, like actually going to, but I'm really. Video, right? Yeah. Um, me and him are going to do a collaboration. Actually. Maybe I'll buy it. <laughs> as bad as me and my next daily. But anyway. I, I really like them, mate. The, the biggest problem I have is, is the price of them because actually it's fundamentally an 812 with a roof off and mm-hmm. it's 140 grand more mm-hmm. for just some sunshine. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a little bit more exclusive, obviously, but I, I, I always look at them, always look at them. They're very exclusive. I think they're very pretty, elegant. Are they exclusive? Well, they don't make them anymore. They stopped making them now. No, but how many did they make? Well, they didn't make as many as 812s. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you are right, because you often are, annoyingly. But remember when this car launched and I went on a really nerdy niche Ferrari rant about how oh, the convertible V12 GT Ferrari was always the most special and now they're making them everywhere. And I see, I see thousands of them. Like you go, any, oh, here we go, production Not, not a lot for sale though. Okay, this is July 2020. Any ideas how many they will produce over three years? I don't think there's many. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want some numbers. I'm I'm not sure there'll be a hundred in this country, UK. There might see where there will be probably a lot in America in LA. Yeah, but mate, there are tons in London. There are tons. I I would say in London, I see more GTSs than Superfast these days. Genuinely, I, I see more. Really? Mm-hmm. Not the same ones? No, 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 no. But as in, on a day-to-day basis, the home of the supercar, London, I see more GTS 812s than superfast 812s. Whether they're the same ones over and over again, I don't know, but I'm not. I'm seeing GTS is not superfast. So a lot of people agree with me as well, then, how good they are. Uh, for sure, for Beautiful. sure. I'm still trying to find, there's a, I'm on a weird Ferrari there's definitely right now. There is definitely not as many of them as there are the coupons. Okay, I'm, sh- I'm sure cool. you're right. I'm sure you're right. But there were a lot. Um, a lot for sale though. Okay, so here we go. It's expected to be around 50 to 60% of the super fast production. That was the... The GTS? Um, GTS, yeah. Is, is going to be... 50 to 60% of super fast production. No chance. That is the biggest... Where have you got that from? Ferrari chat. That is the biggest wait, wait, wait. toilet. FerrariChat.com forward slash forum. Oh, no. No, no. That... Oh, no. I want to... Who can I email? Who wouldn't... Uh, email someone never, at Ferrari. Yeah, but they're never going to tell they're me. Like <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I've got more chance of someone at McLaren telling me than someone at Ferrari telling me. <laughs> uh, oh, no. There's one person I could text, but he wouldn't want to... He wouldn't want to tell you. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm going to guess that, that there are a quarter of them compared to 812 Superfast. And I'm only going by the percentage that are on the market because that gives you half an indication mm. of what of what's around. It's a full production car, though. There was it is no, a full production no, no car. numbers with cap. Didn't nothing. make it for very long. Oh, mate, Fair. they didn't make it for very long. Yeah. You know? Oh, please, someone out there, please, someone with insightful knowledge, you can send it anonymous, anonymously. There's not many, but we would just love put that. To know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so go back to the point. So yes, I agree. What a car. Have you driven an 812, though? Of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize, of course. I didn't necessarily think of you as a front-engine V12 Ferrari guy. This is the problem. Mm. I'm I'm not. I'm a mid-engine V8, what me and all my friends call point-and-squirt cars, mm-hmm. essentially. Sounds rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not where I come from, it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did like it, but... I don't think I could road trip. I mean, I can road trip it. You know, I've had uh, friends have been out in them and I've got a friend that's got one now and he plans to bring it on a road trip this year with us. But uh, for me, I, I, for my driving style, I think I prefer mid-engine, full-on. As, as capable as the 812 as a platform is, 
you're right. I think you inherently like the balance of Correct. the engine supercar. I do, yeah. So I, it's unbelievably pointy at the front end. The steering is Ferrari light. Yeah. Loads of fun rear wheel drive. Yeah. But yeah, when you, I've, you know, I've seen how you drive many times. It's rear wheel drive though, that car, mate. That's what I said, isn't it? You said it's loads, loads there's, of front, loads of front drive. Oh, I meant to say loads of oversteer is what I meant okay. to say. I meant loads of front end grip. Loads of front, there's front end grip. Yeah. And a slidey rear. But that'll be, what, that'll, be the fo- that'll be the four-wheel steering as well because that that will really make it feel like that as well because it's got four-wheel steering. 100%. Yeah. But on Red Rock Road, one of your favourite roads in the south of France, I still think you would be a tad frustrated. I think you would want something a little bit more. Uh, and I would absolutely agree, which mm. is why, which is the only thing stopping me from buying one because I just think, would I... Because I'm not going to drive it to the south of France on the motorway. No chance. Because when I go away, wherever I go to Europe, the, the, the car's gone lorry because it's just a waste of miles. Let's go with you boys and you drive everywhere. <laughs> we, we can't afford the lorry. We can afford the depreciation because it comes later. It's more. We're, we're low on cash flow. So, <laughs> God. Unbelievable. It's more. I know, um, I know, but we don't have to pay it. It comes out at the end when we sell the car. Um, so, yeah, for, for a GT car for me to go from here to the south of France mm-hmm. or on, on a long drive, I, I can't really think of too many cars better with the roof down, cruise down, on the twisty roads. You know, it would be okay. I think it would be, I think it'd be really okay. I think it would be surprisingly okay. I, I think if I was on my own, it would be surprisingly okay. If I'm with a group of lads and they're all in mid-edging supercars, I think you're right. I think I'd be frustrated because mm. I'd be thinking... I really need a little bit more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just, so. just yeah, just that dynamics. But I mean, oof. hey, it would be interesting to see. I, I, I say I remember two very different cars, and I tell the story a lot because it was one of those ones that really burnt into my retinas. Chasing a super fast in a Jula Quadrifoglio on Mila Milia, and I wasn't driving, so that's why we were so fast. Um, but uh, yeah, in the passenger seat, chase and, and the Julia and the super fast, we were on it yeah and ah, that super fast was unbelievable yeah so you know there's you need to you need to see if you want to scratch that itch there you go. that that's the that's yeah. the thing like i i honestly mate i look at 8 12 gts's more than i do any other car at the moment but w- could you not have that and a pdk gt4 or, or you know could you not have something and a, i could yeah yeah i could but like I, i've really really like gone off cars spending loads of money on cars every month welcome now. to the club mate like I, I am so over it and i have been for a couple of years which is why i keep my personal car personal because I'd, i really just don't care anymore like i'd rather have bigger house and 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 a different i'd rather spend my money on other things you know not just because I'm willy waving because I do think there is a there's a little bit of that involved, you know. I think even if you have all the money in the world, you go through stages, right, of feeling yeah. like you want to go and do stuff like that, and then sometimes you're like, actually, I'm not that keen, and and maybe it'll come back. I say at the moment, I'm jing myself up a bit to go and spend silly money on a on a big car because yeah. it's been a few years. I mean, I I, I yeah. legitimately haven't bought a car over a hundred grand. Since, Since the, McLaren. the McLaren, yeah. So you know, and, and I'm not saying that I need to, but you're but planning on buying one. I think so. I'm you're feeling... not planning on buying four. No, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> definitely that, not. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I don't. I've got the car I want. I, I don't really want to replace it with anything. So do, do I want to go and spend another three hundred and fifty grand on another car that I'm going to do a thousand miles a year in? Like. Bearing in mind, like we've had this conversation before, my job I can come in and out of any car I want when I want mm-hmm. in in theory so just it's not because i can't do it it's because why why would i want to have another three grand a month going out my bank for for apps just to look at it well okay so there we go so you just mentioned 350 odd grand the the bit i wanted to discuss before we got into the real juicy topic which we are coming back to at amari's and i hope he doesn't mind me saying this maybe he no he won't mind he had a hurricane sto in yeah uh 350 grand 350 grand yeah about right not many inquiries no He's had a few sniffs. Not he was expecting it. Fly out the door. There's only two on the market at the minute in the UK. There are. He thought that'll be a goner. Not massively over list. I don't know what they are spec'd up to list, but they, he said it's not. I'm not going greedy. It's twenty or thirty over list. Up yeah, there, so, yeah, exactly something yeah. like that. And he's like, just, I did say to you, mate, didn't I, last week? That I would have one, but I wouldn't give. I wouldn't even give list for one. No, I mean, I. I 
was surprised it was that much, but I guess not because if you think of things like Black Series and, or, and everything else that's sort of out in the market. But They're for, all that money. Yeah, but yes, they are. But for a hurricane, I mean, what's the next... What's the next thing below? An, an Perf. Evo, a, but, but a Perf is what? Similar to an Evo. How much? More, like, like 180? One yeah, 180 to 200 grand. So paying on. an extra 100 grand for an STO, I don't think makes any sense. Well, unless you are going to use it for what it is intended for, and that is track work. Mm. But, but then, like in this country, well, not so much Europe, but in this country, there's two tracks in the country you could actually take it to because of noise. So... But we've said this many times before, though I said it's my car of the year. But actually, if you knuckle down what it's actually for, it's useless. Disaster. It's got no boot, mate. <laughs> no. It's got no boot. Yeah. yeah, no, no. You said it you said it last week. Yeah. We're in danger of repeating ourselves. But I just I thought it was interesting that that he was surprised that the car hadn't flown out the door. And, and I was too. Look, great, great spec, very cool thing. I think they look mega me. They look uh, really, uh, really cool. You know, painting car, isn't it? Really cool. Well, anyway, we are talking about big Big engine, big shouty supercars, which is not what I wanted to do today because I posted that video about going up to Amari and someone commented in a very constructive and open way, not in a sort of troll manner. You know, given the world we are currently living in, given everyone's awareness of climate change and all trying to do our part, did it make sense for me to drive a supercharged V8 Jaguar, whatever it was, 250 odd miles, up to Amari to drive a relic old natural associated V8 and then drive another V8, you know, back down. But basically, you know, was that really something that I should be doing in 2022? What's your job? Well, so of course, my reply was, unfortunately, at the moment, the infrastructure in the UK wouldn't have allowed me to do my job. That was my job on that day in a practical and productive way. You know, that that journey would have taken me two or three hours longer. I left home at 6.30 in the morning. I got to Amari's at 11 o'clock or something like that. I was filming from 11 till... Four, and then I did a three and a half hour drive back. So I got home at 7.45 or eight o'clock, something like that. So if I was an electric, I would have had to start an hour and a half earlier and probably got home an hour and a half later. Oh my God. And in the winter, limited the time that I was at Amari because of daylight hours. So anyway, that, so that was my response. But it got me thinking because of course, I don't think either of us are sitting here naive enough or banging our heads against the wall going, climate change isn't real. We refuse to play a part in it. I think- we as a global community, I think, are fully aware that we've all got to somehow try and do our part to reduce emissions. And at the moment, there is a big focus and pressure on electric vehicles being one potential solution. And then today I want to get into a sort of discussion about where we think electric's going to go this year, because we talked about it a lot last year. And I think we need to get in early with our 2022 EV predictions. Okay. But also, I mean, off the back of that comment, I went, heck. Maybe, maybe this year I go all in and, and del- del- dive, there we go, delve, dive, into this world of EV hybrids. And maybe I go and buy one. Oh um, my God. And I went shopping online. Did you? Did um, you? By God, are EVs expensive. Yeah. Mate. So yeah. let's start off. We're going to come back to that as a, as, as a final topic, is, is why are they so damn expensive in case yeah. you didn't know, because you haven't looked, but you've been considering it. Oh, I know what we're going to get in the comments already. Oh, but there's no running costs, there's no service Oh, no, 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 no. Because that's a lie the, these days. No road tax, there's uh, no this, there's no that. We're, we're going we're gonna to so deep dive. We this. are, yeah, because I, I'm fed up with hearing it. I am, personally. So let's kick things off. 2022, uh, we're not quite at the sort of miracle statement years that a lot of manufacturers came out with. We're going to be all electric by 2025, 2028, 2030. You can't buy a combustion engine. So we're, you know, but we're heading in that direction. Mm. And this year we've got some exciting EVs theoretically coming, a lot from Mercedes, a ton from Mercedes. Yeah, they've really, um, they've really, Mercedes actually over the last year or two have been the most active in the market in terms of bringing out EVs. I mean, they are literally, they're bringing out as many EVs as they are combustion cars at the minute, mate. Churning. Churning cars out. Um, but left, right and centre, we're, we're, we're getting more and more EVs come to the market. So, do you think, let's talk about here in the UK. Do you think here in the UK this year, we're going to see more adoption of EVs? People buying or leasing or purchasing more EVs? Or than last year. Than last year? Yeah. Absolutely. Year on year, I think it will grow. Of course, the biggest problem will be this year and last year and probably next year's supply. So, you know, I, I think people in, quite a lot of people in their minds have, have already switched that 
actually, I want to buy an electric car. I, I think at the moment, I think supply is probably a problem, like it is in general across all industries in all different walks of life. Um, but just because people want something doesn't mean it's any good. doesn't mean it works. It might work for them. But like I said, and I've said it many, many times, um, if something doesn't work for everyone that's mass-produced, it does not work. It's well, that simple. This is where I'm actually going to disagree with you. Okay. So I think this year is going to be the first year that widely we start to see a little bit more vocal backlash or frustration with living with an EV. Okay. Because for sure, 2021, record sales across the sector. We know Porsche's biggest selling model last year was the Taycan. Yeah. And this happens for a lot of manufacturers. More and more models coming out. Slightly mild though, because that was all they were making last year. So that's Good point. But yeah. still, still, it's a good headline stat. Yeah. Um, and more of the general population, I agree, I think are going... Heck, I want an EV. That makes sense. You know, the propaganda... Oh, that's a bit aggressive. The, <laughs> the narrative of EVs are the solution. This is the way you should go. Help the climate. All of our... All these new cars are EVs. People like... My mum's a bit of a different take. She's more of a petrol head. But, you know, people like my sister, people... Just Your general dad? friends. My dad. Yeah. Ish. Um, are going, you know, oh, yeah, I would get an EV. Like, that That seems appealing. Your auntie's got one, right? My auntie's got one. Yeah. There you go. So people who I think aren't up. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I starting to go, yeah, why not? But very interestingly, over Christmas, I think it was on Radio 4 or Radio 2, there was a... a talk show going on and they were talking about EVs and they got people to call in with their experience of owning EVs because so many people bought them in 21. And I would say genuinely 90% of the calls were people who had frustrations with purely the infrastructure. Yeah. Something that we talk about regularly. Yeah. And this is becoming more and more, or a light is being shone on this more and more because more and more people are buying EVs. Yeah. One of the cars that I've really been intrigued by, because I've seen a lot of them on the road and I was looking at numbers, is the Q4 each one by Audi. Yeah. Good looking little car. Doesn't do loads of range though. Doesn't do loads of range, but does a decent-ish range considering where There's we're at other in the market. Car, other cars in the sector that are much better on range than that car. Well, not much better. I've been doing a ton of research. Okay, Real Tell world, me. real world. The Q4 is, is up there in terms of being able to achieve- 300. No, 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 no. Two- 240 yeah. at best. Like it yeah. probably claims 300. Yeah, yeah. 240 at best. Um, but but not many cars are going over that kind of mark, 250. If they claim whatever they want to claim, apart from the Mustang thing. What's the Mustang? E, e Mac. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mackie. Mackie, Mackie. Yeah. But that's got a huge battery. Yeah. Apparently it's crap to drive. Yeah, yeah. And please, guys, please don't go in the comments and say, well, who does 250 miles a day anyway? And who, you know, blah, 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 blah. Me. Yes, and uh, we've got so much to talk about. <laughs> there is lots of people yeah. like me. 250 mile range in a car throughout a day is no good to me. We're going to come back to it in, in two seconds. But what I was talking about with the complaints is, is that exactly it with something like the Q4. Yeah. All these cars, you have, have a look around. People are going, oh, cool, these are great cars, but then really struggling with... Uh, the infrastructure, which realistically can never actually catch up with And demand. these are actual owners. These are not trolls on the internet that go you should do this and you should do that never even stepped in an electric car these are actual people actual owners that have these cars and are living with them yeah. today and it wasn't an anti-ev program no nope. this was just general callers now 
for every negative story, for sure there's always going to be positive ones. Of course. And I know plenty of people who own EVs, especially in the city, little Fiat 500e, Mini Electric. I like them. Peugeot E28. These cars that, or BMW i3, you know, these cars that- A little Mini. Mini electric, exactly. That do 150 odd mile range. People can charge them in their basement or on their driver or whatever it is. And they pop around doing 20, 30 miles a day. Totally fine. Perfect. I think I told you about that Uber driver that I got when he had the top spec Tesla Model 3. And I was like, this is freaking great. Yeah. He found a way to charge it for free at some free charging thing. And he was lo- loving his life. I still applaud all of that. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about is mass adoption of EVs and the fundamental issues that that proposes here in the UK, where the infrastructure just simply cannot catch up. The amount of people buying EVs day to day or leasing or whatever in this country is at such a high rate because of the narrative from manufacturers, from government, from et cetera, that they just, they cannot put the infrastructure in place to a point where, where was it you called me the other day saying that you went past BP garage or like that and there was Uh, five- On the the A4 uh, out of London. Okay, towards here, what five rows deep of queuing or something like that? So there were all all the um, there's a there's a BP garage on the A4 um, on the way out to here before the Tesla garage actually um, It's very well known big petrol station. There's always um, five, six, seven electric bays there. They're always full every time I go past. They're always full, and last week there were easily half a dozen cars waiting to go on the charge i mean that, i mean i that, that i can't do that mate that's no good to me so to come back to it again so so going away from the beneficial inner city low range low use evs which we we kind of agree makes sense yeah coming to it the wider stuff so my test when i was like faux shopping was London to my parents' house, which is by Swindon out west. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's basically a 93-mile yeah. journey. So it's a 200-mile round trip. Now, with Twiggy, with the house move, with everything, we go back and forth a lot. Yeah. But when I'm travelling, Vicky goes back and forth a lot, yeah. whether it is to pick up to go to go and stay with my parents or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now, Vicky's not... Of course, she can learn, but she's not quite of the same frame of mind of pulling over to charge somewhere. No. She needs to do or wants to do that journey in one go quite a lot of people mate as well like don't forget not everyone because they've got so much going on in their lives the last thing they want to think about is plan and where to charge a car you know like like even me like obviously i've taken a dog on this morning and i got to take my daughter to school and like little stupid things like that it, it really consumes your morning you've got to feed them get them ready and then, oh no, I forgot to charge the car. Then you can't get them anywhere. Or or you've you, you've only got 20 miles left the car. And then after then you after you drop your children off, you've then got to go to work, but you've got to charge your car. There's you know, there's so many different scenarios that peop some we're different because we we're more planning. But there's lots of people that just won't have time to think about where they're gonna plug their car in. And the thing is, a lot of people will be saying, or, or pro EVs when I was saying, well, hold on a second, just charge overnight. Just You have a charger at home. You char-. Not everyone can do that. No. Not everyone is in the uh, ability to charge effectively overnight. Now, also to combat it, oh, you know, well, you can go to a quick charger, just splash some stuff in and you're ready to go. Yeah. So super interestingly, Tom Ford, Wookiee from, well, he used to be fifth gear years ago, but he's done loads of stuff. Great journalist, mm-hmm. very recognisable. Um, he's been in a Polestar too. And, and they're good. They're great. That's one of the good ones, yeah. He posted this on Saturday. Multiple trips to Coventry slash Stratford area today. So Rugby Moto on the cards, which was you know the service station that he was using. Yep. Busy, he said, that was busy, but 150 kilowatt capable car, the Polestar 2, only pulled 70 kilowatts for a couple of minutes and then settled at 58 kilowatts on a 350 kilowatt charger. So he was at the best charger possible in a car that's theoretically very fast to charge that was only pulling half of its ability from and, and a third of the charger's capability. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you start to realise, I say, he's, on a, he's busy, he's going back and forth, he's, whatever his trips he's doing. Not only is it tr- tough, he can't rely on the public charging network to yeah. deliver the speed. So people say, oh, we just pull over, you splash. But it can still take longer. There's, it's not consistent. Correct. And I'll give you another scenario as well. And you mentioned you and Vicky. Say, say 
you work in the city, mm-hmm. for instance. Um, your home is out west. You drive your electric car home. It's got no charge. Vicky needs to go and pick the kids up. So what do you do then? You can't, you can't, you can't charge a car at home in 20 minutes. It takes all night to charge a, to fully charge an electric car at home. Mm-hmm. It takes all night. Yep. And to get it to like 70 or 80% is still eight hours because mm-hmm. you, you can't, you just can't get the electric in fast enough. So scenarios like that. And there's lots of families out there, mate, that, that, share their car so their husband will have it during the day and then at night time they pass it over to their wife if there's no charge in it I mean so what do you do then at that point so then you've got to then go and find the charger sit there for an hour and a half sit there for an hour and a half I mean it's just it's not a thing okay so let's try and flip some positives out of this no let's not no 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 no, because because (laughs) there are some there are some yeah yeah and you have to really search hard okay to find them but we've talked about it a little bit Fiat 500E love them Mini electric. Don't love them. Okay, well, I still positive. I love the Fiat 500. Fiat 500 exactly. Yeah. Uh, e Peugeot 208, apparently fantastic. Okay. Heck, the Nissan Leaf that I drove with Shell. There are some very good entry-level EVs that do have low range, are fairly fast to recharge because of their battery size. That, as I say, in cities, and if you've got a charging point overnight do make a lot of sense. And you're not in a rush. And you're not in a rush. So I was looking into this and I was doing a ton of research and you start going into like, you know, Q4s, IX3s, Taycans, EQSs, EQAs, you know, big brand stuff. Even some of the things like Hyundai Onics, yep. Teslas. That stuff is big money. Correct. And we're going to really attack that in two seconds. But it's big, big money. So it the is. more entry level stuff, there's a lot of things which, a lot of those cars which are, attractive you yeah. know you look at them you go okay this makes sense you then start to delve into like practicality so Fiat 500e two door yeah. mini electric two door yeah Peugeot I think maybe five door maybe they'll do it in a five door smaller yeah. boot because of battery size yeah Volkswagen ID3 yeah one of the cheapest on the market with the biggest range worst infotainment system <laughs> So that's all, a Volkswagen problem all of them fundamentally flawed in yeah. some way frustratingly yeah and then you start to delve into the prices because I'm sitting there going, okay, well, you know, this is a 25 grand, whatever. This is a 23 grand and then this and leave. It's the, no, this is, the, okay, maybe this is the route to go. Forget the big shiny stuff because yeah, if you want a Taycan, you're over a hundred grand. If you want an Audi Q4, you're 65. You want iX3, you're 70. Like, you know, that stuff is big money. Yeah. But at 25 or grand, I thought that'll be all right. Maybe that's the route I go to experiment. Yeah. I know in, what you're going to say, but go on. Until you start looking at financing or leases. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Or the petrol or diesel equivalent. Fine. So to give out some, some example numbers here, because I really, this is where I'm going to start foaming at the mouth. I really got caught up in this being like, okay, so ID3 was the one that I was genuinely thinking, maybe that's the route to go this year. Maybe I should get an ID3. And oh, you'd be right to, because that's a nice mid range, fairly reasonable, electric vehicle full stop exactly that yeah uh, good distance good quality all these things like that and there's a lot of adverts suggesting that it's less than 300 pounds a month on a lease mm. now in my mind i'm thinking electric car do i want to keep it that long i don't know what are the residual values i don't know it scares me the thought of buying one mm-hmm. buying one outright i'm like what am i going to do with that car how am i going to get out of it will anyone want a used electric car what's that market the problem is 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 as well um, and again, we've had this conversation before. What is an electric car going to be like in three years in terms of evolution? Oh, my God. You know? Uh, TGE was posting at the weekend some stories, again with Polestar 2. I know that's a really pop- popular one. And on the screen, whilst he's charging, it says, uh, limit your charge up to 90% to preserve battery life. Oh, no. So your maximum range is whatever it is, 273 miles at 100% charge. But you should only charge to 90 to preserve your battery life. Yeah. Can you imagine getting a car? Oh, mate, like, please. You know, whatever. You can do 300 miles a tank, but you probably shouldn't fill it to the top. You should just... Don't, don't fill it Don't right fill up. it right up. Just fill yeah. it to 90%, because do 250 it might, miles. it might leak. <laughs> oh, mean, my God. I saw that, I was like, come on. So, sorry, to go back at it. ID3, sub 300 pounds a month. So I go in to go, right, let's look at this lease. Order. <laughs> Firstly, that's a 48-month lease. I do not want an electric car for four years. I do not want to be locked into no, an electric no, car for four no years. No one... So the, the, the statistic for people owning a car in this country is a... 
between 21 and 26 months. Okay. So, yeah, 48 months in an ID3 in Northampton. And if you get a lease, not a PCP, if you buy a lease, you're in. Oh, yeah. You can't come out. If and you, it's not in the US, you can sublease, right? You can, you can. You can sell on the lease, but not in the UK. Not in the UK. You are locked in you're for in. life. Yeah. So well, I was 48 like, months, not you? life. <laughs> Four years, mate. <laughs> Feels like life. On a, in terms of being a YouTuber, <laughs> that is life, mate. Um, so I'm like, okay, hacking up the numbers. I put in the 24 month, li- smaller. I can never find anything sub 24 months. It's already feels like a big commitment. And then sort of during the spec I want, here's the big mileage one. Blah, blah, blah. Oh no, I know what you're going to say here and all. Take a guess. What was it? What was it on 48? 20, so on 48 months. Well, there's one right here, which is £293 a month with a £2,000 initial rental. Right. So, so, so I wanted the bigger battery one to do 300 odd mile range, supposedly. Which won't do, but okay. Whatever nice spec. I didn't go crazy, but nice-ish spec. Why would you Twi- not? 24 months, 5,000 miles a year and a nine month initial deposit. 5,000 miles a year? Yeah. What, are you going to walk a lot? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh my God. I've got God. other cars to use. I'm basically going to be using this in the city because I'll be too scared to do right, any okay. longer journeys. Uh, and nine month deposit, which I think was around four or five grand maybe. So going on the deposit? Oh, sorry, I've just blown it, haven't I? Double. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was over 500 quid a month. Yeah, it's a joke. At that point, Mate, firstly, you might as well keep the bloody X3. Sorry, Greta. Um, but also, as you just said, let's talk about petrol and diesel equivalents, which if you think about something new, a lot of petrol and diesels, whilst are still nowhere theoretically low on emissions as an EV, um, are still much cleaner than older cars and are still very low on their pollutants. I'm talking about 2021 model years. Yeah, That... I think in today's market is a far more attractive proposition because you know you're always going to be able to sell it because at the moment, at least, at the moment, at least, there's a demand for used petrol and diesel cars. Well, for even when we get to 2030, 2040, they're still big because there's too many of them on the road still. Financing them, away. financing them is easier because the residual values are much higher. Yeah. Leasing, from what I've seen, also much easier. Yeah. And at that point, I started going, well, hold on a second. So... Not only am I not getting the EV I want because I can't afford it. I can't get an iX3 or an Q4 or a Taycan or an RS GT or whatever. They're all too much money. So I, I'm scaling down the car that I want. I'm having to get a really crap spec. I'm having to lock myself into a lease for two years. And I'm having to pay way too much money when actually I could just pop down, get an S3 from Audi for 400 quid a month or something ridiculous sell it in 18 months and probably make money given the current market. Yeah. Well, you, it, irrelevant. An, an S3 and an ID3, people would be, again, be going, well, an ID3 is as fast off the lights as an S3. But yeah, it might well be, but it won't go as far. It, and the thing is, we've got to talk about the money here. Yeah. You can't push this agenda, this narrative, of we should, to save the world, let's go EV. Hey, if that's the only solution right now, in some part, we should probably all be trying to at least think about switching to EV. Because at the moment, unfortunately, synthetic fuels, biofuels aren't developed enough. Hydrogen, again, isn't developed enough. So if the only thing we can do is go EV, we should at least contemplate it. But I have thought about it. I know. We've spoken about it a bit towards the end of last year. And this is me seriously thinking about it. Me too. But you, and I'm talking about you, the government, I warned you we might go political today. Boris. Yeah, Boris. But you know, you as a whatever cannot force this now to this agenda and then expect everyone to somewhere have to spend all this much more money. And, and you're right. I know there's going to be some EV evangelists going, but hold on a second. You're going to save on maintenance. You're going to save on running costs. You're going to save on road tax. True. Ish. We know more and more that electric's getting more and more expensive. To charge these cars is getting more and more expensive. And it will. You wait until, you wait until the tax man wants some. And as a business user, the cost to your productivity, the cost of your time, the cost of your anxiety and stress has to be factored in. And I'll tell you another thing as well, mate, which which is, has also made electric cars n- not as affordable is that the government have taken away some grants now yes, as well. Right, yeah. So so they, they made it really attractive, but they were never ever going to do it forever because as more cars hit the market... They can't just keep throwing, because they're they're losing money. So, unfortunately, like everything else, a country is run like one big business. That is what what it is. It's no different to 
your business might it's just bigger numbers bigger notes so when when the chancellor looks at the balance sheets and whatnot and he's thinking flipping hell this money's coming out for this and this money's going out for that and we're not getting enough money in here and we've got to do this so what we're going to do now oh, i'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to put the tax up on electric and then what we're going to do is we're going to have to make electric the tax on buying an electric car instead of um, making an incentive we're going to have to take that away now because people are buying more so it's it's causing more resources on the government so that's basically the, the, the more we buy the less the government are going to help they're helping us now because that's what they want but eventually they're not going to do that of course they're going to have to change it up so you know, they're here to make money as of well of course you know? they are yeah yeah um, so look what I'm really interested by is to hear from those of you that are having good experiences because there are good experiences out there. There are cars that people are enjoying living with, are having a positive time with. And what are the what are the tips, what are the tricks of EV ownership? Because I'm not knock, I'm not completely over this yet. I'm not saying this is a no-go for me. I'm still intrigued and interested by almost living all of these fears and all these concerns in the public eye to kind of address what I personally think of the big issues with this i'm actually amazed you don't like electric cars because you like something really expensive and crap yeah <laughs> so I- the problem is i like the car <laughs> it's the infrastructure I, but having said this so i liked what did i drive i drove the big audi e-tron and apart from not being able to charge it i liked it i've driven the nissan leaf i liked it i've driven the taycan i liked it well, some of that's electric. I've driven some other electric. Yeah, yeah. I, I pace. I loved yeah, it. You know, all take, these take and drive take. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so I've driven plenty of. Uh, Jackson, going to sleep. On, yeah, good man. Good um, uh, and I really like the electric cars, but in this kind of research of like, right, let me let me really understand what's going on here. Can I just say, journalists and usually journalists, I love what you do. Here we go. And not being that helpful in their EV reviews. I've watched a lot of Matt Watson on Carwell, a lot of Rory Reid, just like a load of things. Because I think inherently they're a bit like us. They're coming at it from, uh, we've driven a lot of petrol and diesel cars over these more combustion engine cars. We're used to knowing what we know. They're inherently, I think almost um, subliminally anti-EV. Because all of the reviews are like, yeah, but it hasn't got as much space as the standard car. Oh, yeah, but the riders... Are, what's, what's, what are you doing? You look like you were looking at a mouse crawling underneath my feet there. You scared the hell out of me. <laughs> what were you doing? Looking at the dog. Oh, God, you really scared me. Um, Can you imagine if I was dead? Oh, oh yeah, that's what I thought, you, I thought you were like watching something crawling in behind me. Anyway, um, so whenever I got excited about a car, so like Ionic 5 Hyundai, everyone, oh, it's amazing, the Tesla beater. It's bigger than a Range Rover Sport. Yeah. It's bigger than a Range Rover Sport. Yeah. So that's huge. Then you look at ID3, oh no, infotainment's crap. Then you look at uh, Q4, yeah, but it's not as practical and the range doesn't go as far. Then you look at the M- Mustang, Mackie, Emac, whatever thing. Oh yeah, it goes really far, but then the handing's really wafty and it's really slow. So all of them have these massive negatives. Yeah. I haven't yet found, apart from Tesla Model 3, I haven't found an EV that, that reviews are excited about but they will i'm sure they will get better with time but but you know if we're comparing it with a combustion car i mean the combustion car's been been made for a hundred years or so mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of been nailed now and and like you said these mobile telephones yeah after a while because they're battery powered after a while the batteries are, are, are not as good they they take longer to charge they're uh, you know, they just get worse with age. I don't care how good the technology is in a car battery. It will do the same. It's like the battery that powers your car. After four or five years, using it every day, it's it's had it. That, mate, that's exactly so, it. And also... What do you do then? I think the problem is here... Hey, hey look. The, oh, that's a... No, no, that's a very expensive... <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's had 10 minutes he's Jack, Jackson, right. I'm, yeah I've had my nap I'm now going to go and chew a lot of expensive looking cables Jackson where's your toy gone where's your toy gone Jackson uh, no that's not your toy no, no, no. hey Jackson come here oh, he's, a, he's a heavy boy isn't he he's a big boy yeah oh sorry, sorry sit come here come here Okay, sorry, we're getting distracted by the dog. But yeah, look, I think fundamentally, as I say, the, the, the advancements in the last few years have been huge and they will continue to advance really well and it's very exciting. But 
for car, these cars to be pushing us so heavily now when they and the infrastructure might not be quite right is the issue. But I want to hear the positives because yeah. I still want to consider this. And I know that there are people out there saying, oh, I own a blah. It's been fantastic. And so what I want to know is attractive, quality, usable, practical EVs. Yeah. So the Fiat 500e, we both love, but it's a two-door type. You can't fit And it's a city it. car. It it's is a, a city, city car, car with a small range. Are you getting nervous about him? You want to take him out? No, I'm just watching him, mate. Because, okay. I, I mean, I can't... He's if he's going to go to the toilet, he's going to go to the toilet. He's a huge steamer, I can just tell I'm you. more worried about him eating it if he does. Fine. Um, so, yeah. So, I would love to hear the positive stories. And I think, fundamentally, the ultimate solution right now, and where I started to go, is plug-in hybrids. Yeah. So, the long story short of it is, and, and maybe I need to do more experiments of this this year, is plug-in hybrids. Yeah. Golf GTE, yeah, Audi. They don't do the e-tron anymore, but they because obviously the e-tron's the big stuff. Because the A3 hybrid, they call it. I yeah, but uh, I think there's an electric. Is, is there's an e one of them? I think, so I don't know. I don't think there is. There a hybrid one now? There's a hybrid A3. Okay, yeah, it's fine. called the forty or something. I like mean, that. there are plenty of hybrid cars. And, and actually, when you look at it, I think Mercedes do the A250 or something like that. Lexus, 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 all they make basically Toyota. 35, 40 mile range on electric yeah. only. Range Rover. Range Rover, that, and, and that to me right now makes more sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, in my hunt for my next daily and, and as I move forward, and, and it was a really interesting and constructive comment I saw there because, you know, my job is to film sports, prestige, yeah. supercars. So driving an F-Type to drive a Challenge Charlie is part of the content I make. But it definitely triggered something in my head which thought, well, it's 2022. Should I be doing, should I be trying to do things a little bit differently? Should I be looking to offset this? When I'm not filming, yeah. should I be driving something a little bit greener, something that yeah. emits a little less? Um, and that's what I want to continue to delve in. So please, we are looking for ultimate audience feedback here. We want to know, are you having a good EV experience? And if so, comment below what car and why it's so good. And if you had to move right now, would you go plug-in hybrid or full EV? And I think I know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd definitely go plug-in hybrid me, for sure. I can tell you're getting edgy. No, I just can't see him, which means he's up to no good. He's the other side of those curtains. Right, good. Well, that's fine. Can you see him? No. So should we wrap the episode? Well, how many just minutes have we done? No, we're good. We're good oh, for well, time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you've, you've, in the last couple of minutes, you've become a little distracted, which I get. I can also smell a little bit of dog poo. Can so, you really? Yeah, tiny bit. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that will come to an end. And it's been a bit of a rant today. <laughs> I needed to get off my... T I'm sorry if you're like, guys, come on. Like, you're so old school. You've got to get on board. No, we're not old school. We're current i think we're current yeah and i say it's just frustrations that we've both been having but maybe maybe we ranted a little bit anyway if you've enjoyed it give it a thumbs up here on youtube stay subscribed or subscribe now and turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes if you're listening thank you so much keep listening on whatever platform you're listening on that's spotify apple Podcasts, wherever it might be if you want to see jackson head over to tony's social media pages at tony gravelwood car sales um i'll probably also be showing some pictures so you can follow me at seen through glass and we'll be back with you for hopefully a non-eve well we'll be ranting about evies for the rest of the year won't we but anyway we'll be back with you next week bye-bye bye-bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 